BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. Okay, so welcome to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I asked you what you all wanted to hear. And obviously, I think, look, it's kind of like the grass is greener, isn't it? So this is about how to keep a second marriage successful. I mean, obviously, I don't hold the key. I have no frigging clue. I'm four years on and only one year in December is our anniversary. I always looked at other people and sort of felt that, you know, they had this sort of very loving strong connections that maybe I think when you get married in your 20s, because you don't know yourself and you're so busy making yourself the perfect partner, that you don't have time to fully connect on this sort of completely laid bare sort of human to human contact, which is what I think I have now with Sergio or know I have now with Sergio. I think you're so busy turning yourself into the person, the perfect wife, the perfect mother and sort of it's kind of like putting yourself on a shelf, isn't it? And hoping someone's going to pick you. So you need to be all things to all people that you don't really think about yourself in that way. And you're so insecure anyway. You know, girls in their 20s are just longing. They're just so worried about people liking them for all the right reasons or whatever that they don't, they just don't know who they are. So, I mean, I personally look at the second marriages and I've seen quite a few of my girlfriends go through it and they look so happy and it's just... I don't know, it seems so much more relaxed and so much more intimate, I suppose, than a first marriage. But that's not to say all marriages are the same. There's lots of first marriages that I think are wonderful too. But I think that in a first marriage, you're just so busy creating a family, creating a business, building your home, like you're doing all the first steps together. You're so bloody busy that it's so easy to lose connection and lose intimacy. But I was, I've just been reading about this because quite a few of you have asked me the same question. And actually, oddly, and I'm a bit upset by this, statistics say that second marriages, 50% of first marriages end divorce and 60 of second and more of third. And actually the, 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 the findings of this 
surprised me because I've just read it now to prepare myself for this podcast. And I'm a little taken aback and a bit pissed off, to be honest, because I thought it was absolutely the other way around. And for the reasons, all the reasons that I thought they were better. So I don't know. So it can be, well, I do understand this one. This point is that I think when you've been through a divorce, before you ever go through a divorce, I mean, I spent five years thinking about mine, whether I could do it, whether I should, whether it, you know, how I feel. And I know most women think between two and five years before they make any rash decision. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, whoopee, I'm getting divorced today. And I think that men the same, right? So lots of people I know even get as far as a lawyer's office and then give up. So that might actually account for that because it's just it's just not having the balls to follow through. And I, I can imagine on the second marriage, or I know now, that nothing scares me. I, I, you know, people are scared of what's on the other side and they want answers like, what will life be like if I don't have my husband? Well, I've done it once. So I guess, yeah, I understand now. If I, if I didn't feel like I was happy with Sergio, I wouldn't think twice. I mean, and, and nor would he, cause he's so young, right? So he would know that we don't have children. He can bounce back. And I would know, look, you know, although it'd be heartbreaking, there's no point staying in another marriage that I'm, not happy in. And as long as I've got my kids and a roof over my head, actually, you know, there's nothing lonelier than being in a marriage that you don't enjoy. And that's not to say people that you give up at the first hurdle. And I think that is also another big thing for divorce because second time round, you realize it's much easier than you thought. We've been taught that it's this big, scary black abyss that we'll never come out of. And actually, I mean, I'm not saying everybody, some people come out far better than they ever imagined. I'm certainly one of those people, not because my husband was a giant tyrant or anything else, just because I was forced into a position where it was like fight or flight, you know, like, you know, this is your money. Here's your thing. I I haven't sold my house in the countryside and I've just got to get on with it. So, you know, I can either sit around going, okay, well, and, but I mean, I, I met the love of my life too. I, I met an amazing man. So, you know, I got incredibly lucky and I'm in a position now where work could not be better. And, you know, my house is being built and, you know, Sergio and I are creating an amazing life, the life of my dreams, to be honest, the life that I have always dreamed of, I have now, which is bizarre. But I, again, I've told you all girls, I really believe we manifested this life. I really, really did. I've seen it. You know, my past life was amazing, you know, with the kids growing up in England, but I'm now living in a sunny place in a glass house with my dream man and I, and having the time of my life, you know, yes, that's not to say I don't have teething problems with Sergio. We all do, you know, Sergio is a very jealous man in the sweetest possible way, but you know, he, he is, he just likes to always be with me. He doesn't like anyone else really, you know, doesn't need anyone else. That's a different life for me, but it's, it's not a bad one. So, you know, I guess I can see how easy it is to get divorced the second time round for people when I, but you know, all of those things that I'm telling you are actually the things that bind you together too, because Sergio knows that it would be easy for me to walk away or him to walk away. So we don't feel pressured or trapped. And we also feel like we're both here for all the right reasons. And we're here because we want to be here and not because we have to be here. And we have a piece of paper that tells us. And I told you all before that we made a decision and we, we, we did an airtight sort of like prenup that, you know, we both know if it ends, how it ends, right? 
actually the only other thing I have to do is a will and him, but that's something else because that's if it all goes right, right? But if it all goes wrong, both of us know exactly where we stand. That also takes the pressure out and the need for panic, I think. Because a lot of, I, I've heard of a lot of divorce that sort of, you know, end on the year that they know that they're, that different stages of their prenup kicks in. You know, some women get money after five years, after 10 years of marriage. And suddenly you find like you literally wake up on the you know, morning of the 10th year and, and the husband's like, I've let, I'm leaving you. And that's it because they don't want to pay what's in their prenup. It's nuts. So I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. I think it makes for a successful second marriage is the fact that, you know, we're both relaxed. We both are here for the right reasons and we both love each other and know that we can walk away much more easily than, and I would say to him very, you know, and give him that pointer too, by the way, how easy marriage, well, I did. When I did the um, prenup with him, I said, this makes it incredibly easy. You can literally wake up in the morning and say, bye-bye, darling. And, and that, for me, is quite freeing. So that was an interesting one. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break here because I need to tell you all about one of the most useful tools in my life right now. If you're a fan of it, sushi is incredible. But gas station sushi, not so much. Finding the right sushi makes all the difference, and the same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, you're even heard, and if you're telling them about your favorite sushi place, so be it. I absolutely love using ZocDoc because of how easy it is to book appointments, and more importantly, how exceptional all the doctors are. Doesn't everyone want a quality doctor to look after them? And ZocDoc provides just those type of professionals. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed and take your insurance and are available when you need them. The fact that they can show you what doctors take your insurance saves you so much time and another one of the many reasons why I love using this app. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. As you all know, I'm a very busy person and this tool allows me not to stress about scheduling important appointments into my already crazy, hectic schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash DND and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash D-N-D. ZocDoc dot com slash D-N-D. Now let's get... Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Back to the show. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good. Me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Another way, I think, for a successful marriage is, I mean, it's interesting. Again, this is a point actually going against why a, a successful second marriage, but I find it the opposite. So I'm here to contradict what's written. People say that, you know, second marriages end in divorce because of emotional baggage, right? Which I understand too, because you're walking into a marriage with maybe someone like, okay, Sergio, no kids, no ex-husband, no baggage. I mean, he had an ex-girlfriend, but I mean, you know, at that age, he was, what, 24 when I met him. So, you know, they don't have anything together except maybe, you know, a house they rented. I came with an ex-husband and three kids and three dogs and, and, and all the, you know, the stuff for the kids and all that kind of stuff that live with me. So that this is a single guy who is moving into a very, very sort of well-oiled machine that I have built because my ex-husband traveled so much, you know, the house and probably most of you run the house, the schedules and whatever, even though I'm divorced, I still run the schedules for all the kids and the play dates and the doctors and the dentists and, and the uniforms and, and, and the list goes on, right? The driver who picks them up and takes them around. All of this stuff is done by me. So, you know, whoever moves into that has to be quite a relaxed person. So I can imagine if you're a 38 year old man and you've decided never to have kids and you fall in love with a woman with, you know, all of these children and everything else, that it's a bit of a shocker. So I think to make a successful marriage, what did I do? I mean, I wanted to make sure because obviously when I met Sergio, he hadn't really been fully aware. I mean, obviously he knew I had kids and all of the the hoopla that came with that. But when you're 24 years old, it's very hard to picture what that actually looks like, I presume. So I wanted to make sure before, you know, we rushed headlong into every anything that he managed to spend time at home with me and with my children and understanding what that looks like. What does does that look like? Well, that looks like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. breakfast, housekeeping, you know, the, the housekeeper goes out, dresses the kids, they go to school, the driver arrives, takes them, the housekeeper sort of runs around the house getting everything ready for them. She goes off and does a weekly shop. She cooks, so there's always people in the house. The dogs take a walk, you know, all of this sort of chaos that maybe a single man has been used to his beautifully kept American psycho perfect apartment. And suddenly, you know, literally there is just, I call it, it's a constant noise. And if you live in it, like Sergio now, it's so funny. He can't imagine his life without it, which is amazing. Amazing, because a lot of people couldn't deal with that. So it's again, it's how you structure it, I think. If you make it this big thing, and I know lots of people, by the way, that say, okay, I'm going to see my my boyfriend 
on the weekends because the kids are out on the weekends and during the week I'm at home. Or, you know, I'm never going to bring him home because the kids are there, right? So then you're always in hotels and your lives, it, it's like your lives are on pause. And I do understand why that could be a big thing. So I feel like to make a successful second marriage, you just have to throw it, you have to throw everything at it. And by everything at it, I mean, lay it bare. If you're getting up at six in the morning or your, you know, your child is going to run into the bedroom, pull off the duvet, scream in your ear, wake you up because like I have never woken up without like a heart attack, literally a heart attack, because if it's not one child running and screaming, it's another. So I can never relax. And that's Sergio got used to waking up that way. And that I think throw all the shit at the wall and see if it sticks. That's my advice. Literally throw everything you've got. You'll soon know if he can take it or not. And if he can't, he's not the right one, sadly. It's not going to change. The guy either finds it fun or he doesn't. You know, a 50-year-old with three kids your age, he may, he'll be fine. Absolutely fine. Other ones have got quite grumpy and their kids are growing up and they don't want young kids. But again, you do have them. So you, it's impossible to separate that life. So my advice for a successful second marriage is lay it on the table. The way you want to live, you may as well lay it bare straight away, straight away. Or there's no point going down that route because, you know, if you change later, they're going to feel hoodwinked. They're going to feel like you hid something from them that you promised them a different way. And also you can't, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to have two family houses and not to have the kids around him because, you know, he can't deal with it. And really that is, you know, a whole thing, thing about, you know, blended families, blending families as well. If he's got kids, that's another one, you know, you just have to lay it out and go to the kids straight away, I think. And they, this is the way it's going to be. It may be bad for a minute, literally a minute, but they settle down. They just do. And when you're happy and the parents are happy and calm, the house is happy and calm. I think disagreements about money can also lead to unsuccessful marriages, but we're talking about successful second marriages. So, you know, what, what I believe to do with money is, again, you know, with when I got married in my 20s, it wouldn't have even occurred to me to have that financial conversation ever. Because it was like, I mean, you know, back in that day, I suppose, you know, it was always, always a given that the man sort of supported you. I went to work anyway. So like if I really needed anything, I would have asked him. And, you know, he was I was living in his house. And then so it just it just never came up. And, it, you know, we've always been taught that money and finance is an ugly, ugly conversation. I don't believe that anymore. So successful second marriages, again, just like children, lay it bare. I have this. You, what do you have? What do you want him to contribute to? So again, I've said this from the very beginning, you know, like even if Sergio wanted to, I would not have had him pay half the rent or even, you know, anything close to it or all of it because I have three children with another man. So, you know, I worked it out on a person basis. I like, I think about like, all of these kind of things. Like I, I have three children and three members of staff that live with me. None of Sergio's responsibility. Sergio is responsible for him and he can be responsible for me for parts of the things that I want. Other than that, I don't need it. The children have a father and he provides very nicely for them. 
So I think laying it out about money is very important for a successful marriage and also just feeling like you're a team. So it's different maybe for me and Sergio because we've just chose to go into business together. When Sergio moved over here, we're now a team in everything we do. So, you know, if I don't have the money, I'll, you know, take it from him. If he wants something for something, he takes it from me. I don't even think about it. Right. But I think that's the secret to our success. We have the same goals, like on our vision boards, we complete each other's vision boards. So we have one goal of what we want to do and where we want the money to go. It's not like he's investing in some crazy project in the middle of nowhere. And I'm going, you're using all our money that to go into this thing that I don't believe in. I think when you have a common goal and a common outlook of how you want your family to look, I think that the financial disagreements go. So I know which parts I need Sergio to contribute to and what I want from him. I then let him know. Sergio is actually the least attached to money man that I've ever met. Like if I ask him for it, he simply gives it. No, no questions asked. And I've never, you know, that's an amazing thing too, because it's the utter trust of what I'm going to do with it. Also, I think, you know, the, the house, our house, doing that together. I mean, you know, he does go through times where he feels like I'm spending or spent too much money on it. We didn't need, you know, like Sergio wouldn't buy maybe the level of furniture that I wanted in my house and I've done. But my view is that's our home. We're going to be there for quite a long time. I need for me to make more money and generate my, my income. I like to live really well. And if I feel well and comfortable, then I will, I can perform and more money comes. So that's our family home. That's where we're going to all be happy. I want everyone to feel happy. And then, you know, we're really excited about it. So I think, you know, again, it's compromise. He may not understand why I want this incredible chandelier because it's just, you know, he's never done up a house like that with an incredible chandelier that he thinks is necessary. But I want the chandelier. And we don't argue. He's like, if I give him an, uh, if I say this is why, he goes, oh, okay, fine. I mean, I do feel like second marriages can be a lot happier because I think you become so clear in what you want in a life partner. And, you know, and as a result of that, you pick one that's right for you and you're, and you know, you're willing to be a better partner for them. And I think it's just finding that person that makes you happy and makes you alive every day that you're grateful to get this second chance that I think, you know, you just automatically have this gratitude from finding the, the right person. I do. I think about it all the time. Sergio was in Newport Beach. I'd never been. I went for one night technically to do a speech and I went back to sort of have a cocktail with people at the bar. And if he wasn't there, I would never have met him. And I'd, I've never been back to Newport Beach either, by the way. So he was put in my path for some reason. And if Sergio hadn't sort of stuck at it and pushed for our relationship, you know, we wouldn't be here. So I'm grateful and I laugh. Like even when I'm angry, like I, I see red and I sort of go off and I he can make me laugh in the worst of times. Like our laughs end up in play fighting and giggles and, 
having such a good time that, you know, it's hard to stay angry with each other. He does stupid stuff because he's young, you know. He'll come running through the bedroom butt naked while I'm like literally on the most serious phone call and I'm like having some mental breakdown about something and he thinks the only way to cheer, cheer me up is to stand up my at the end of my bed butt naked and doing the helicopter. I don't know, silly things, right? But however benign they sound, they actually lighten your day and it's like you understand that the best medicine in life for anything, anything is laughter. And I think when you lose the friendship, the second marriages can be this wonderful light because, again, you know, you've been through what you don't want. Now what you know what you do want. You know, I was thinking... I used to watch movies of just lying in bed and snogging each other. Do you remember snogging? It was something we used to do when we were teenagers. You'd just lie in bed and snog each other. You know, for those of you who don't know what that is, kissing, long, hard kissing. We do that for hours now. Hours. It's hilarious. So I think that's, you know, a really important one. Laughter and friendship and just choosing you each other for the right reason, not for the reasons that everyone else tells you that we should, you know, choose somebody, I, I think is really important. Let's take a little break from the show. And I'm very excited because this week's episode is sponsored by none other than FX's Fleischman is in Trouble, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, and Adam Brody. This drama tells the story of recently divorced Toby Fleischman, who dives into the world of app-based dating with a kind of success he never had in his youth. Then his ex-wife disappears, leaving him with their two children and no hint of her return. FX's Fleischman is in trouble, streaming November 17th, only on Hulu. I am gripped already. Can't wait to watch. Let's get back to the show. I think, you know, there's not, not this rush. You're more self-aware when on your second marriage. You know, it's more about you and, and, and less about your, your kids are kind of growing up if you're in that space. You're jumping out of old patterns and you sort of learn to get over all the issues that you had in your first marriage. And you're just more, you're just more of a chilled person. It's an amazing feeling. I think that all of the things that we had in a first hangups that we have in a in a first marriage, most people won't take into a second marriage because, you know, you've had time to heal from your first marriage and think about what went wrong and why you deserve the life you want. And I think when you've gone through all that, you're not going to go back to that bad place. And I think that you also have more realistic expectations about what a relationship should be and what a good one looks like. I think, you know, when we're young, we're just taught, you know, find the most powerful, good-looking, rich man that you can to take care of you and do everything for you. And I think that I wouldn't think like that anymore. I mean, plenty of women still do, don't get me wrong. It's just that I really enjoy the hustle and I really enjoy working with my husband. And actually, all the things that drive us make us thrive as a couple, because we lie in bed and go, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Oh, let's do this. You know, okay, you know, divide and conquer. Okay, now we're finishing the house. What's our next project? Let's, you know, do the book. Let's do your podcast. You know, I just, I love it. I love everything. 
And I think, you know, with a second marriage, communication is so open and, you know, deep. And I don't know. And maybe it's his youth as well. Sergio's got youth on his side and naivety. So I could basically say anything to him and he'll, you know, he's not weirded out by it or he doesn't have some sort of like, you know, life lesson that he feels that I shouldn't have said something like that or whatever. And we love spontaneity. Sergio thinks that, you know, every day is a new day. You know, every day we should be celebrating that we're here. So sometimes, you know, like he he wants to do our anniversary next week. You know, he's spontaneous, right? So at the beginning, yesterday I decided I was going to, I was going to Monaco on Friday. Okay, literally I was like, fuck it, I'm going to my friend's daughter's bar mitzvah, I'm off. And then I was like, when I was there, I was like, oh, and I'm already in Europe. May as well just take the train and go and see dad. And somebody else would be like, oh God, you know, I don't know. Let's think about it. Sergio's just like, let's go. And it's so fun. Spontaneity is very, very sexy. And I think that's something, you know, you can build in a second relationship because I think when you're your first marriage, you're so caught up in a sort of hamster wheel of what everyone's told you you have to do. So you you get on the hamster wheel of life, which is like buy your first home, then you're all broke again. Then, you know, just as you're recovering from buying your first home, you've got to have children, then you're broke again. Then, you know, my friends will have maternity nurses for 700 pounds a month, then you're all broke again. So you're in this constant cycle of like catch up. And I think in your second marriage, like, you know, my kids are done. I mean, not that they're not costing me anything. Of course they do. They cost us a lot, but you know, I'm not looking to rush down that road again. And actually that's another thing to a successful second marriage is that we get more time than just the two of us. Obviously I have my children and they love coming with me, but when we are together and the times they're with their father, it is just me and Sergio. And that's quite pleasant. It's really nice. It's really nice to have these moments where it's about an adult relationship and it's actually about, you know, making time for each other and doing, you know, going out for dinner and doing date nights and doing Sergio, wherever we travel, he'll do a flower bath or book this dinner that I haven't thought of or just, you know, he loves to surprise me, loves. It's his absolute favorite thing on earth. I could do with one less surprise, but it's very sweet that he even wants to do that because most men don't. It's so many different things, really. I think, again, it's just communication is everything. Being able to speak to each other, and it sounds easy, but so many times it isn't. I remember so many times trying to open my mouth to get words out and then going, God, I don't know you know, it's not worth it or I can't, or it's just like, I felt embarrassed or I don't know, you know, finding your partner's sort of love map as it were really, and finding out what they want or what their dream relationships looks like, because I've certainly created mine. So what did Sergio's look like? And, and really trying to work that out and seeing if, you know, they map and just nurturing each other and feeling like they're heard which again, I think it's so easy to lose that, to lose all that in, in, in a, you know, your first marriage. Another really important one is, I think, letting your partner sort of influence you and to listening to their point of view, which a lot of people don't do, or they, th- they feel like it's, you know, they get frustrated or they feel like it's control. And I think there's a difference to 
making couple decisions and understanding, okay, how that impacts both parties, right? And what that looks like exactly. So that's what I definitely do now with Sergio because there are lots of things that I am used to taking these decisions on my own. And now because I have this partner who has literally dedicated his life to me and my family, that, you know, I, I really think about what works for him too, because I want him to have something solid and I want him to feel that he's a big part of this family and that his, his, you know, he's outnumbered by us, let's face it. So that his, you know, view and his feelings are accounted for. And then I think, you know, lastly, really is just checking in with each other and just reminding yourself, like you obviously, I mean, there are times where it doesn't matter. I, I get tired. I'm 46. He's, you know, 28. There are times that I'm just tired and grumpy for no apparent reason, nothing, but I'll just get into one of those moods and it's very hard to get out of it. So I think, you know, and vice versa, he can have a low day, but you just don't really know. So I think checking in with each other and just saying, how are you? How are you doing? Is there anything that you need? And reminding yourselves that, you know, you are two different individuals. And I think that second marriages allow that because you realize how much the other person's given to be with you and vice versa, because you both made a solid choice to either leave a marriage or to you know, he's given up so much to be with a, you know, a a divorcee with, with children so that I need to check in and go, how are you? And, and his family don't live in this country. So, you know, it's like we were talking yesterday actually about Christmas, right? So he, he's always spent it with his family and his family really want him. And at the beginning, you know, my natural reaction is to go, what do you mean you're going to go and spend Christmas with your family? I'm your family. But actually, you know what? He spent Christmas here, last Christmas here. And, he wants to go back for to see his mother and his sister, then okay. So it's these kind of compromises. I get them all year, right? So I'm having a fit that he will, can't spend this week with me. But actually my compromise should just be go to, go to your family. He's with my family the whole time. So it's looking at it differently, right? And I think in my old marriage, if Jem had said we were off, you know, to sp- spend it in Turkey, I'd have had a complete breakdown. said, absolutely no way. The same thing. You know, he's, his family didn't get to see them and they're there. And I should have like, I should have thought that way. So I think second marriages just open your eyes to quite a lot of things. Obviously, I think these are the ways that are successful. I think spicing up your bedroom antics, talking about what what they want, what they need, little changes and just happiness. You know, we go outside on the balcony in the morning and soak up the sunlight and we have little routines together. We go to the gym together. And I think, you know, I think we don't have any distance between each other anymore. And I think that's super important. And he's my best friend. So although the stats say that second marriages are not likely to work, I mean, they also said that, you know, me and Sergio weren't likely to work either because the age difference, sorry, that's my dog snoring in the background. But I'm here to say all of that is rubbish because we've been here four years already. I find that a very successful second marriage already. And I intend to be here for quite a little bit longer. And so does Sergio. And again, just because people separate doesn't mean it wasn't successful. Remember that, ladies. I think we're looking at things in a very, very wrong way because you can have a very successful marriage and still end up in divorce. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.